Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode. So I am uber excited because this is season four, episode one, and I am going to be journeying with you this season um, through a life of faith. And so episode one is just going to be about setting the premise for what the rest of the season is going to look like. Now, if you have been a usual around here, then you know that we are a people who are hungry to know the voice of God, to know how to steward his voice, to live in a way that is pleasing before God, basically. Um, and so there was a specific topic that I was um, so concerned that had not been spoken about in enough depth on the podcast, but also just in conversations I was having, I was realizing um, that we're not at the space of conversation about faith the way we need to be, especially as believers. Now, um, I want to say that maybe in your sphere of influence, you may be hearing these conversations often, but it was something that I wasn't hearing as often as I needed to. Um, and I wasn't having these conversations in terms of challenging my faith um, at a, a deeper capacity. And so um, I thought, Season four is definitely going to be about how to steward, how to grow in our faith, how to faith life, basically, or have a life of faith. And so um, I was more than excited to begin to have this conversation, especially in a community of people who are hungry for the voice of God. If, if we are hungry for the voice of God, then we definitely um, need to be people who are secure, anchored, sure, planted in our faith and who are growing in our faith. Um, uh, in leaps and in bounds and so yeah guys this is how this conversation came about and I felt like God had a lot to say about our faith journeys with him um, as we journey um, through hearing his voice and growing and developing and spiritually maturing as well especially in our faith and so that's why we're having this conversation and I'm so excited. Now there is going to be a clear difference between season three and season four simply because uh, some of you are listening to me um, uh, through audio, through the podcast streaming platform of your choice. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're listening in on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever, Google Play, wherever you're listening to the podcast from um, by, by virtue of audio, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. But if you are unaware, if you missed the um, announcements, um, at the drinks corner that's what we call it here at recalibrate if you missed the announcement from season three then you would have missed out on the announcement that we are also presenting the podcast visually on youtube so um if you would like to not only listen in but be a part of the podcast visually um and and watch and stream our podcast from youtube then please head over to at the recalibrate podcast on youtube literally if you type in the recalibrate podcast this episode will pop up and you'll be able to join us visually and I'm so excited to be able to show my face show my expressions as I'm speaking to you guys and sharing what I believe God is saying 
um, with you through this podcast. I am so humbled um, that this podcast has been given to me as an assignment, as part of my purpose, to be able to share what I believe God has shared with me, um, with you all. Um, I don't take it lightly. It is an absolute honor and pleasure to be able to share with you uh, the depth, the knowledge, and the wisdom of what I believe God has shared with me. Um, It is my utmost privilege. Um, So thank you so much, guys, for joining me here every single week um, and for being a part of the community. Um, We can't do it without you. And we are a community podcast. We, you know this, this is our mantra. At this point, we should be saying this like it's our it's our thing but our mantra here at recalibrate is to hear God's voice until we become everything that he's ordained for us to become and then begin to do all that he has ordained for us to do and so um, we are big here on hearing God's voice but not only that we're big on our journey of becoming we're big on our journey of doing we are not just performative but we are people who want to become and so uh, that's why it's so key um, for us to talk about all of the things that all of the components that um, lead us to learning God's voice hearing his voice living out his instruction living out of a, a way that pleases God um, because without faith it's impossible to please him. and so um yeah we're going to have this conversation if you are joining me visually for the podcast on youtube then please excuse me if you see me looking down i'm looking at my notes honey i'm looking at the script um because i've got so many gems that i want to share with you guys and i want to stick to um my notes and get everything that i believe god is saying to me out to you guys now if you're listening via audio please make sure that you head over to our Instagram at the Recalibrate Podcast, to our Facebook, the Recalibrate Community, um, and to our website, www.recalibrateuk.com to be able to get everything you need and to join in on the conversation about the podcast episode that you're listening into. Um, So I'm going to dive right into this week's episode um, and I'm going to spend some time with you guys introducing this week's topic and giving you just a basic like breakdown if you will briefing about how we're going to journey through and talk about faith and so or living a life of faith should I say um so yeah bear with me join with me um and if you can as well like pray for us um as even as we continue to pray for you as the community but pray for the recalibrate podcast and the team and what we are building and doing um because it's going to be such a blessing when we begin to roll out all of the things um, that we have for you. And so I'm excited um, and I can't wait to be back with you guys. I miss all the DMs talking about their latest episodes that have dropped. Uh, We are back and I'm excited. So let's dive right in. Um, the first thing that we are going to do is share the random musing of my heart. Now, um, if you have been listening to the podcast, you have missed these. I've heard you guys. I've heard your pleas, I'm sure. Um, but if you are new around here, then the random musing of my heart may be a skill I'm trying to master, a thought, um, something that I've been thinking about or pondering on during the week um, that I really want to share with you guys because I feel like it will either give wisdom, it will give you food for thought, it might even be able to uh, give you questions to to be able to answer um, or a skill that you may need to try and master that you may have not even been aware of. Um, so yeah, this, this is my random musing of my heart for this week's episode. So um, while the podcast has been on a hiatus, while I've not been posting, while I've not been teaching or sharing with you guys what I believe God has been saying to me, um, I had to do the work of measuring my enoughness. Now, um, 
I love when people are like, yeah, I believe I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. It's a statement that you hear, um, especially when people are affirming people in identity. Um, there is this, this, um, this scheme or word um, or phrase that we use, should I say, to affirm people by saying, you are enough, I am enough. And it, it's a powerful, um, a powerful tool, um, affirmation and confession to get people to understand that you, you as you are, um, are enough. You are enough to exist. You are enough to be loved. You are enough to thrive. You are enough to grow. You are enough to invest in. You are enough to be in relationship with, in friendship with, in community with. You are enough. And so um, I believe in the power of affirmation and confession. And I remember saying to myself, like thinking to myself, like, wow, you're actually enough enough to be able to do some of the things that you're doing but enough to just be um, and I was measuring my enoughness when there was a, a, a silence in external affirmation so in a period of time when I'm not performing I was listening to how I was able to affirm myself how I was able to speak to myself when there was no outside um, or external affirmation coming in because of what I'm performing or putting out um, to to you all through the podcast and so um, I spent a lot of time um, not not performing, but just being um, and allowing myself to be enough, even in a space where I'm not necessarily performing or um, engaging in performative action, should I say. Um, and I specifically have spent time while I've been away focusing on how secure I am living uh, in my identity and who I believe God has created me to be with little to no external affirmation. Um, and I have friends and family um, who would affirm me without me performing and that landed on my heart so well because I was not performing I wasn't doing anything to be applauded they were just proud of me because I am who I am I'm becoming who I'm becoming um, and that was more than enough and so I was measuring you know you guys know me and my personality type so I was measuring my enoughness my, by my ability to be able to live and to live well and securely even when there was nothing being produced or there was no product or, or service that necessarily required somebody to be proud of me or to affirm me. Um, and so I came to this conclusion that, wow, I'm so content um, in who I am uh, without performance. And so even when I perform, this is additional, but I am content in who I am who I am without performative action or without performance. And so, um, and also on the days and in the moments where I haven't been content, um, I've also been committed to digging deeper and pulling at the root of why I might not be content in that moment. And that also to me is something I'm proud of. <laughs> um, and not to sound, say this in a prideful or uh, in a, any specific type of way. But the reason why um, I'm saying that, I'm saying all of this and I'm even affirming myself through this random musing is that um, I want you to pull at the roots of the places where you may not be secure, in the places where you may still be performing, in the places where if you're not performing, you don't feel as enough as you should be. Um, because there, I'm not saying I am content because even on the days where I haven't been secure, I've been committed 
connected to pulling at the root of why I'm not secure. And I've been vulnerable, I've been transparent, I've been accountable, and I've pulled at those roots. I've had hour long conversations with some of my closest friends. I've had conversations with some of my leaders. I've been able to draw at some of the things that are happening within me um, on the days where and in the moments where I may not necessarily feel like I am enough. Um, and so I wanted to share that with you because I want you to do also work of measuring your enoughness. Um, do you believe that you are enough? Do you believe that even on the day when you aren't doing anything, you are enough? Are you content in who you are when you're not performing? Are you enough without the performance? Um, because we are in a time and in a space where I believe God is drawing on people who are walking in their identity in him, but not only walking in it, but they are committed to dealing with the things that might not allow them to fully walk in it because God is drawing out of us rich deep strong uh, um, uh, assignments that need submission that need your um, accountability to God that need your full yieldedness to God and so he, he doesn't want to pull it out of you so that you can be a court jester, so that you can wear this mask and, and perform literally, but he wants you to be doing this from the overflow of your identity in him. And so for each and every single one of us, that requires a new level of submission. It requires a new level of measuring how enough we feel in Christ Jesus by virtue of our security, even on the days when we aren't necessarily doing anything that needs to be praised or that needs to be clapped for or that needs an insta story to repost or that needs somebody to say or even someone to pay you to say yeah you did well at that like are you or are you enough with or without the affirmate the external affirmation are you enough with just what god has said about you um and I'm, i don't even want to use the word just but are you enough with what god has said about you knowing who he created you to be is that enough for you um even at its raw potential form. So yeah, that's the random musing of my heart. Measure your enoughness. Are you enough? And when you don't feel secure in your identity, pull at the root of that thing, tug at it, be committed to do that work um, to find out what may be causing that. And so let's dive right into this week's episode. That was just a thought that I've been pondering on while I've been on a break from sharing um, these weekly podcasts with you guys. Um, so yeah, as you guys know, after the random musing, we go into three key principles. So if you don't have a notebook or if you're going to come and listen back to this, then please do. But make sure that you grab some sort of note, even if it's to make a mental note of what I'm saying. Please take note because these are going to be really key principles to not only to live a life of faith, but for you to be able to journey in everything God is calling you to do in this time and in the seasons to come. Um, and there's a scripture that I love, and it's basically talking about the sons of Issachar who had understanding of times and seasons I don't even have the time to break that down um, in terms of bible study and what I've been looking at that that means um, but one of the meanings of that is that they had prophetic insight into understanding what was needed and when and that's kind of the um that's the approach that we're taking to the Recalibrate podcast. When we share things, when I share things with you through these weekly episodes, I believe that there is a, a now appointed timing reasoning for why God is sharing these things. And so, um, yeah, take notes, take notes, even if it's just taking a mental note or coming back to listen to it when you can take notes, take notes. Um, but I'm going to share with you what I believe God is saying. So three key principles. Principle number one, we're going to talk about the role of faith in principle number one. Now, I believe 
um, that faith is probably the thing we speak about the least, but it is probably one of the most important components to living a life, not only that pleases God, a life of faith, a life where we hear God's voice, all of these things, even just to live in a way um, that is Christ-like, to be conforming to his image, we do this by faith, we believe by faith, and so this is such an underrated conversation that I feel like we need to begin to have more, like how do I live out my faith? 365 days of the year what does it look like to have a faith that's on display um I was listening to probably one of my favorite um brothers teach and this past week and one of the things that he said that stuck out to me was that um sometimes we put our faith on hold it's like on Sundays we we are giving all we've got on that Friday worship gathering or, or prayer gathering or prophecy gathering we're going for broke we're going for all that we need to in those moments and we're displaying a faith that we have innately but Monday to Saturday our faith is on reserve our faith is parked up chilling um and I think that one of the things that um, I am I, I have been um, trying to do in my life is not only to prioritize God not to give him a moment on my to-do list or a time in my uh, schedule but I'm trying to involve God make him the center and the foundation of every single thing that I am doing and make him make like let my faiths I um uh, the reason why I'm stuttering is because I'm about to be real accountable so I'm writing um writing a book and in the introduction of the book it literally says um yes so that also means you can hold me accountable um I'm writing a book and in the introduction of the book it basically speaks about how our worship how our faith needs to be staining like it needs to stain every single area of our lives there's like uh, an old um phrase or saying or uh, adage parable whatever you want to call it um and it's just it it's basically speaks about the fact that if you put oil on one thing if you have oil on one finger it's not long before it begins to touch and to stain um your clothes your other fingers your hand will be covered in oil at some point by virtue of one finger being touched by oil and so I was using that analogy um, and that um, um, word of wisdom to basically explain how our faith should be. Once we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, once we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that we are then saved and we have salvation, we have a revelation of Jesus Christ. This is not only to be able to pray on a Sunday or to be able to show up thinking that I'm, I have faith and I'm saved and this, that and the third. This is meant to stay every single area of our lives entertain overtake encompass our entire lives and I I always um I always think to myself in what ways am I not allowing my faith to to get involved to get stuck in what areas of my life have I made this public private divide this uh secular sacred divide what wh where are the places where I'm not allowing my faith to to um guide or to guard or even to um to lead like where am I still cutting off my faith from and so there's I've had really hard conversations with myself if you cannot still pick up from this um 
I've had really strong conversations like thinking about your career and understanding that God has a plan, a purpose and an assignment, even for what you do nine to five. If you're an entrepreneur, God has an understanding. God has a plan. According to Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a plan for your future. He has a plan of assignments that he's given you and a reason. God's purpose trumps any other purpose. And so everything that he's placed in you, whether it be your career, your education, your friendships, your marriage, God has a higher purpose for each and every single area of your life and faith is the thing that helps us to draw out understanding what God has to say about every area of our lives but I don't think that we always do the work to find out God's purpose sometimes we have our own design we have our own architectural plan we have our own uh, rule and game that we're playing we have this almost chess game going with things that we want to do and we don't understand that you are living in idolatry of your own planning of your own ways of your own thoughts when you don't allow God to take the lead even in those areas when you don't allow your faith to take the lead even in those areas am I snatching edges yes will I stop no um let's go um because I believe that there is a role that faith has in your life I believe that faith is currency as a believer I believe that everything you do is by faith and so there has to be a well of faith, a bank account of faith, a, a, a reserve of faith, a, um, a, a, a place of faith, a well of faith that you continuously draw from to be able to believe in God. I wake up today and I believe in Jesus Christ because of this re reserve of faith that I have within me. So faith is a currency. It's not something I can ignore. It's not something I can look over. It's not something that I cannot tend to because I believe that faith should be tended to um, and we'll talk about that some more in the future episodes but I believe that we are sometimes doing ourselves a disservice when we don't look at how important faith is faith is currency faith is logic there are some things in our faith that you can only believe by faith there are some things that you can only believe by virtue of having trust in God that this is the truth. And so sometimes we are looking to intellectually pull apart. Now, I don't believe our faith is our, our Christian faith is uh, void of intellectualism. I actually believe um, that intellectualism to some degree can prove um, our faith. And so I'm not going to uh, to annul that by saying uh, that that we can't use our intellect as believers. I'm saying that um, faith is logic in terms of some of the things that we have to pull on. We're understanding an all-knowing and all-seeing and all-sufficient God. And so I, I believe that sometimes we have to draw on faith, if not at all times draw on faith, to be able to put our trust in the ways of God, the knowing of God, the, um, the sufficiency of God, the problem solving of God, the, the plans of God. This logic comes by faith. If I I'm being led by this faith then it is providing wisdom knowledge understanding logic for how to guide and to guard my life and destiny um i believe that faith is a compass i believe that we live by faith the bible says that the just live by faith and i believe part of what that scripture is saying is that it's a compass it's the fact that every everything that we do every move that we make every um decision that we make every uh yes or no every 
left or right, every this or that, every then or now, all of those things come by faith, especially as a believer. Faith is to lead us, it's to give us instruction, it's to give us guidance, it's to give us um, a plan, it's to be the, the cloud by day and the fire by night. That's literally what faith is for us. Um, and if you don't understand what I'm saying, that reference is in Exodus where um, uh, God is leading the people um, and he uses um, this form of navigation uh, where he they are following a cloud by day and they're following um, a, a fire by night and so I'm using that example to basically explain what faith should be like to us as believers and I'm including myself because there are some times where I have a set plan let me not lie to you and sometimes I'm unaware um, of the fact that I'm not allowing my faith to lead in this area the bible will say um because I am a believer, this is the way I should deal with conflict. And I'm looking at the person that I'm going to have to deal with. And by faith, I'm having to believe that this will be, this will go as planned as I have planned um, or as God has planned um, because of, because of my faith. So um, there was an example where there was conflict and I wanted to deal with it in the biblical way, but then I, there was also things going on with me. There was also things going on with the way I wanted to handle it and the person I would, the personality I was dealing with. And so I was struggling to follow this biblical pattern. But one of the things I realized was there was also a lack of faith, a lack of faith in God, but also a lack of faith in people. Um, and in believing that people can, um, ba not based on the previous experiences that I've had with people, or maybe even that same person, but um, not allowing those experiences to be my compass for how to deal with conflict, but allowing God to be my compass in dealing with that conflict, allowing the scriptures, the word of God that I believe to be true and inerrant to guide me, even in that space where I may not have tried Trusted that the person or that situation may have panned out how God had intended or planned. Um, even with forgiveness, like faith is to teach us how to do all of these things and to trust, knowing that God will either work in us, work in the people that we're dealing with, work in the scenarios that we're dealing with, or also teach us something. There is always an outcome um, for following by faith. There is always fruit from following by faith. Um, that may happen around us and in us, um, but we have to use faith to do it. Faith is also power. I think that we have underestimated the power of faith to be able to bring things to light, to life, uh, to fruition. I believe that um, by faith, I can believe something. One of the scriptures that we're going to read um, uh, not in this week's episode, in next week's episode, um, I was literally writing out the script and I was, I was like, there is no other scripture that I can use to explain this more than this scripture. Um, but it is the parable um, or where Jesus is basically explaining to his disciples about faith. And he uses the analogy that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains, it can move a mountain. And so um, we are going to speak about that in next week's episode. But this is something that um, I believe to be true. Faith is power. There is enough faith in you to change your nation. There is enough faith in you to change your city. There is enough uh, faith in you to change your community. There is enough faith in you to change your family. There is enough faith in you to change you. There is enough, enough faith in you to be able to speak to things and see things literally change, evolve, created, um, or, 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 or flipped into the version that God has shown you it can become. 
by virtue of having faith in God's power. If God is the greatest power, then faith in him comes with the benefit of being able to change things, to see things come to fruition as God has promised you and me. But I don't feel that we're using faith to its greatest capacity because we, we don't have full understanding of it yet. And so that's something that I wanted to share with you. Faith has many different roles in our lives, but how are you using your faith today? And we're going to come to some more questions as we go on, but I want to be able to give you the rest of this week's episode as well. So I'm going to read to you Hebrews 11.1. 1. If, if you're watching visually, then you'll see me looking down. I'm just reading the scriptures out to you. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified Version. And it says, now faith is the assurance in brackets, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality, Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Um, and this is so powerful to me because this is a clear declaration and definition for what we know faith to be as believers in Jesus Christ. But there is such an assuredness that comes from reading the scripture about what faith is and how it should steward our lives. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. And so there are some parts of our faith, especially the supernatural, um, that we are able to even just knowing and believing in Jesus Christ and God we are able to do this by faith and so faith is a gift faith is a gift that has a role in our lives and we must understand faith um, to be able to use it and to live in it and to live a life of faith um so that was scripture number one, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It will be in the description box um, if you're watching on YouTube, and it will also be in the show notes if you're listening in on the podcast streaming platform of your choice. Uh, Galatians 2.20 in the Amplified Version as well, which says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's Galatians 2.20. Um, and uh, Romans 1.17, I apologize. Romans 1.17, also in the Amplified Version, says, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. I could preach just that, but let's move on. <laughs> Both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed in a way that awakens more faith, as it is written and forever remains written, the just and upright shall live by faith, which is a scripture I mentioned to you before when I was giving the preamble um, to uh, principle number one, which is that faith has a role in our lives. And I'm also going to read Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, because our salvation is by faith. And so it's, it's, important that we read this scripture and understand this particular scripture for what for what faith looks like as a life of faith not just the concept of faith or the principle of faith but what it looks like to live a life of faith Ephesians 2 8 to 9 also in the Amplified says for it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith you are saved by grace through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own efforts, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. We have faith because we are saved by grace 
through faith. And so there is a, a key element or principle that we have to understand that it is only by faith that we even have salvation. And so um, faith in Jesus Christ that is able to help us to be saved. And so we need to understand that faith is important. It's more important that we've allowed it to be. It's more important than, um, than what we've had conversations about. It's more important than what we've discipled. We've been discipled and what we've been taught um, the role of faith is. And so that's why we're honing in on it uh, this season. But faith has a role in our lives. Uh, principle number two, faith is all encompassing. I kind of gave the prelude to this in, in point number one, but we, we do have a misconception that faith is for our gatherings or for the people who preach and teach. And we live according to the measure of our faith. That's something that we don't yet fully understand. We live according to the measure of our faith. And so our faith is the compass for how we live and not vice versa. It's not that the way we live encourages our faith or guards our faith or encompasses our faith, no. Our faith actually is the compass for how we live. And if we live that way, we'll see more of an understanding of living by faith than allowing life to actually teach us how our faith should be. Um, and so some of the things that you need to ask yourself when it comes to faith is what do I believe and why? You guys know that that is probably one of my favorite questions to ask myself, but also to ask you when we're speaking on this podcast, what do you believe and why? And the reason you need to ask this question often is because this is your compass for direction and life. Does your faith in God need to grow, be maintained or stirred? Has your faith been damaged or injured by life? If faith is the navigation, it's currency, it's logic, it's power. If it is all of these things and you have understanding or even a conviction is rising in you that we need to grow, you need to grow in your faith, then you need to also ask yourself these questions so that you are not living void of faith or void of the measure of faith that you need to be able to, uh, to not only please God, but to live life, a life that uh, walks according to the plans and purposes of God for you so ask yourself these questions while I've been off and while I've been preparing these show notes I've been asking myself this question so that I can share with you what I'm understanding from what I'm asking myself does your faith in God need to grow does it need to be maintained does it need to be stirred does has your faith in God been damaged or injured by life and what needs to be done about it I was asking myself this question the other day and I remember even just things like um, the, the pandemic I've been asking myself questions like has there ever been a point in this pandemic of disappointment or um, or hurt or pain or um, unexpected happenings that has caused me to or has impacted my faith in a negative way has it impacted my faith in a positive way has what I believe has what I believe about God changed because of the pandemic because of quarantines and lockdowns and I had to really challenge myself about what I believe and why I believe it because I wanted to know the measure of my faith I wanted to know the state of my faith I wanted to know what was going on in my faith life so that I am not walking oblivious of what may be happening within my faith in Jesus Christ. So principle number two is really to understand that faith is all encompassing. And am I, what is the state of my faith? And is my faith um, at a place where it can, it can be my compass or guide? Or is it, is it still at a place where I'm questioning God and his existence and what he can or cannot do for me? Um, and so I think that it's really important to understand how important faith is so that you can do the work to know the state of your faith, what it looks like, how it can get better, what you can change, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, 
that's principle number two faith is all encompassing and I need to know the state of my faith in order to um to allow my faith to be all encompassing because you don't want your faith to be all encompassing when you haven't dealt with what you believe because then you can be informing your perspective in a really negative way um you guys know this already if you're an avid listener, um, but on my um, personal Instagram at Glorio underscore, if you would like to follow the link to it will also be in the show notes and in the description box below. Um, but on my personal page, I post these letters. At first, they were just letters of encouragement to myself that I felt could help someone. And then God genuinely began to speak to me about people that were on my Instagram and even Afterwards, I began to see greater reach in my Instagram, not because I was purposefully doing anything. I was just sharing these letters of encouragement that I believe God was sharing for people who may be following me or who may come across my page. So I post these letters called to the dot dot dot. Um, and every single day it will be different. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I posted one that said to the perceptive. And I was saying that um, before you go guarding your perspective, because I know a lot of the times we teach people to guard their perspective. Um, but I felt like in that moment, God wasn't just saying to guard our perspective. He was saying to assess it. And the reason I say that is because sometimes you are guarding a perspective to the point where it is an exalted reasoning. Um, and you're guarding a perspective to the point where you're not assessing it. And sometimes you are guarding what is key keeping you bound and or in cycles. And that's the same principle that I'm going to apply to this. Sometimes it's not just to guard our faith or the measure of faith we already have, but this is why you need to ask the question, what do I believe and why? Simply because if you ask yourself that question, you will be able to have greater understanding about what you believe, why you believe it, and how it's filtering through into the rest of your life. For the longest time, um, I think I've shared this before on the episode, but I'll be vulnerable, I'll share this again. Um, I remember for the longest time, I would not pray about healing, like physical healing. I would believe more in a painkiller, a literal tablet, than I would about asking God to take away pain in my physical body. Or um, I would pray for other people and I would believe and I would pray prayers of agreement to pray for healing for other people. But personally, for myself, there were I went like years where I would not even pray about physical healing um, for myself because I was dealing with the negative experience that there was a, a particular illness that I was praying away or praying for healing for for from well English praying for healing from but I was not seeing it budge um, I was seeing other people be healed from the same exact ailment but I was not seeing this ailment budge and so because of that I began to distrust God in that area and so when you would ask me about healing I would believe in healing in the mind healing in the soul I would believe about every other form of healing and restoration and deliverance apart from healing in the physical body I almost believed that it was untrue I did not believe God there was a lot of doubt concerning that particular area now if I continue uh, with that negative experience guiding and guarding my faith life then I would not be able to ask God for healing in this present time not only for myself but for other people and so um, the state of my faith in that area was not in a space or a place where it needed to be guarded it needed to be assessed and it needed to grow um, it needed to mature it didn't need to be guarded in that moment it needed to be grown up and so the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I've even been doing internal work as I'm preparing this for you to let you know that there are some areas of our faith that you don't just need to guard you need to assess its health 
um, it's um, sustainability, it's depth, it's foundation, is your life built on a sure foundation of faith, where you what you believe about God is pure, it's noble, it's true. Um, and so yeah, ask yourself those questions so that you can know uh, the state of your faith. Um, principle number three is what is a life of faith and how do I live a life of faith? We're going to be speaking about that throughout this entire season. Um, but I wanted to get the ball rolling and answering that by just saying there are some very simple things, simple in terms of principle not simple in terms of implementation. These are things that are easier said and expressed than done. These are things that are easier taught uh, than they are to actually implement. And so um, there are some key principles and some key things that can help us as believers to live a life of faith. And so I wanna share those with you in bullet point form, and we're gonna dive deeper into them as we go throughout um, the season. Um, so don't just think I'm throwing them out there and being like, oh my gosh, like, where's the rest of this? No, we're going to speak about this for the entire season four, for the entirety of season four. But I wanted to give them to you now so that for those of you who are maybe um, just got just gotten saved or still growing in the things of God um, at a very uh, early stage, um, you can have understanding of these things and you can begin to study into them and have knowledge of them. For those of us who have maybe been growing in the faith for quite some time and believe that we're at a more mature place, we can take these things and, and assess how well we're doing them, assess the state of our faith, but also asking questions in how to grow in each and every single particular area. But not only that, for those of us who may be more advanced, those of us who are leaders in the faith, those of us who don't necessarily need um the the injection of definitions and understanding and, and principles who may be able to do this on your own this just acts as a reminder um to assess your faith and to assess how you're doing in these areas of living a life of faith um and so um, I'm going to throw these out there, how to live a life of faith through spiritual disciplines. There are so many spiritual disciplines, prayer, fasting, studying the word of God, service, community. There are so many spiritual disciplines that help us to live a life of faith and especially some that are overlooked. Now, when we go through um, th this specific uh, pointer in the season, I'm even going to speak about some of the things that we don't understand can help us, spiritual disciplines. So for example, even in Bible study, I was having a conversation um with um with my leader um just a few weeks ago and I remember saying how um I needed to repent and I believe a lot of people do but even me as a prophetic person I need to repent for where I've placed more importance on the old testament when I'm studying the scriptures to understand who I am as a prophetic person, how I should navigate a prophetic life. Um, when there has, when there is a well, there is wealth of information, or there is a wealth of information, or a well of information, or ample information on the prophetic and revelation about it in the New Testament as well that can be easily overlooked because it may not be in as plain sight as the prophets that are written of in the Old Testament. But spiritual disciplines, even with our Bible study, can help us to overcome and to live a life of faith and to overcome some of those um, areas where we may be um, not be, our faith is maybe not up to where it should be, or our perspective, should I say, our perspective in our faith is not in is not up to par in a specific specific area because of um, 
how we're viewing things or where we're placing emphasis and or importance. So spiritual disciplines are key uh, for living a life of faith. This is a massive one that I don't believe a lot of Christians are going to like. And I don't care also equally. Um, so no, I don't care in a rude way. I just genuinely don't give a heck also equally. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I believe that ownership and responsibility of our faith. I commend I don't want to um, to bash Christians or the church or anything like that at all. I commend other faiths for their ownership and responsibility to their faith, like individual personal responsibility for how they grow, for what they believe. I really commend how they are able to, even sometimes where they can see flaws and holes in their doctrines, in their faith, in their belief, in their religion, in their understanding. I commend how they are responsible for their own walk in their faith. And I believe that's something we as believers um, have great tools for discipleship, we have great tools, but all of those things are um, additions to the ownership and responsibility that we take internally um, to be able to grow in our faith and to live out our faith. So ownership and response, spiritual disciplines, ownership and responsibility, posture of the heart. Um, something happens in your faith when your heart is postured the right way towards God. And I think sometimes from a place of pride, we don't want to do the work to be postured before God because it requires for us to, uh, to be yielded to God. It requires for also for us to be able to, um, to have to, to let go of things because we can hear clearly what God is saying to us. And so I believe that the posture of your heart is one of the ways that you can live a life of faith. I also believe that being invested, planted, well, I was going to say two words at the same time, grounded and rooted in a community of faith, a Bible believing environment of faith, a movement, a church that, that values, um, um, faith and has statements of faith that are that are correct doctrinally and according to what you believe um, I believe communities of faith help you to live a life of faith um, I can't even begin to tell you how um, just being in a community have, of faith has helped me to develop to grow in leaps and in bounds but not only that to draw on my my identity in God but also my purpose in him um, having friends who will tell you this is what I believe God is saying to you for this moment and time and and it being confirmation of something you've been asking God to clarify for months like communities of faith help you to live a life of faith help you to live a life of obedience um having friends who call you and will tell you what they believe God is saying, who will challenge you, who will keep you accountable in your faith, um, being able to be vulnerable to the point where I can say to my to my best friend, oh, I feel like I've been off track with my my devotion and, and having them say, you know what, I'll keep you accountable. We'll check in on this day at this time to make sure that you're, you're reading and studying your word. So being part of a community of faith helps you to live a life of faith. It is so underrated. And because people can people and life can life, sometimes people are too hurt to invest in a community of faith. I'll say this, try again. I believe the word of the Lord to you. If you are someone who is listening and you believe that I have been so hurt by communities of faith before and churches before and, and people in churches before, and I don't really wanna go again because I believe I'm gonna get hurt. I'm, this is the word of the Lord to you, go again. 
go again there will be the same way people can cause hurt harm and pain is the same way that God can use people to heal broken places in you um, and so go again go again communities of faith are a way that you can live a life of faith your commitment to faith is kind of like ownership and responsibility but it's more long-standing it's more long-term it's it's vows and commitments to God to to remain in the faith to um uh one of the um I was listening to a minister preach a few weeks back and one of the things he said that God always asks him is will you grow old with me will you be somebody who loves me in your old age and that's something that I truly admire and I was even saying to God like that I don't have a personal conviction that that's what you're asking of me but that's something that I want to be the truth for me I want to grow old and I want my children and my children's children um, to know and to love you and to be able to be introduced by the faith if that's the greatest gift that I can give my generations to come is that they I knew God and I, and I presented them the gift of Jesus Christ and so commitment to faith is something that um, I believe helps you to live a life of faith as well. Um, addressing the true state of your faith, we spoke about this earlier, but I think it's really important to address where you truly are. It's okay to not be where I'm at. It's okay to be, for me not to be where you are. It's okay. It's okay in terms of it doesn't, uh, it should not bring shame. It should not make you feel like you are less than or you are not enough before God or you are less valuable to God because that's not the truth. That's actually a lie from the pit of hell, if anything. But the truth, knowing the true state of your faith where you are allows you to do the work to get to where you want to be or where you believe God is calling you to. Um, and so when we when we fake it, when we're phony, when we try to be more faith filled than we truly are, you don't allow yourself to do the true work to get to where you want to be with God. Um, and that's something that. Um, hi, hello to a previous performer. Uh, this is a letter to you. Um, I, for a long time, was performing my faith not living it. Uh, and there is a difference. I was not living, this was not my truth. This was not um, the truth of how I was living. I was performing my faith. It was performative so other people could see. A very Pharisee type spirit. It was, you need to see that I am living by faith, but this is not the life that I live. I very much so live with imposter syndrome, very much so live um, in, an, in a feeling or understanding that God really doesn't care for me, but he cares for you. It was like, I was performing my faith. It was very much so court jester, clown jester. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't a true faith that some like work was happening in me. I was being transformed by this faith. I was performing that I was being transformed, but not necessarily being transformed. And everything changed in my life, in my teaching, in my capacity, in my assignments, Recalibrate came out of me truly beginning to live out my faith and not just performing it, but truly living out how I was in how I was in my faith and addressing the truth about where my faith was at. I don't need to fake this anymore. I need to address what my faith looks like so that I can do the work to get to where I need to be for real. For me, Esther Glory, to be at that place I want to be, I need to address where I am right now. And I can't look at anyone else while I'm doing it. I don't care what they're doing in their faith. I, Not that I don't care. I believe that we should have um, 
compassion to intercede for every single person and what they're doing. But I'm saying that I can't, I have to put my blinders on and focus on where I'm at. I can't be so concerned about my neighbor's faith and what they've been able to do for God. And oh, I'm down in the dumps because my faith isn't there. But are you doing the work? Are you addressing where your faith is at? Are you addressing what you've been able to accomplish um, in your faith currently and what you believe God about God and what you believe in God for? Are you able to address where your faith is and then be able to say it needs to grow? or it's been damaged, or it's been impacted, and telling the truth. I had uh, a series of back-to-back things happen to me, um, and I remember saying, like, my faith has definitely been damaged by these things, um, and and I need a moment. I need a moment to build my trust with God again. God is not offended by that. If anything, it pleases him because you are walking right back towards him. You are doing the work of repentance. You are doing the work of building your faith and he will partner with you in it. Because of grace, he will partner in you with it. And so you really need to address the true state of your faith and not allow comparison to make you not do that work. Um, And that's something that I've been doing and I will encourage you to do. Um, And also another spiritual discipline as well that can help is is hearing God's voice. Um, I remember the day I was praying and God said to me, you don't trust me yet. I don't know why you're praying to me for this to happen because you do not trust me yet. And especially not in this area. And doing that work allowed me to say, you know what, God, I actually don't trust you in that area, but I would like to trust you in that area. And I took that that cue. Um, one of my brothers was doing a teaching, I think, last year, um, and he was basically sharing about um, the scripture where a, a man cries out, "Help, Lord, help my unbelief. He's basically praying and he's saying that I, I want to believe you, but help my unbelief. And that was my cue. I took from that, that teaching and from that scripture that if I want to build my trust in God, I cannot just do it on my own. And by remembering what he's done for me, I also have to partner with him to say help my unbelief. And when you hear God's voice, we hear him by faith. He speaks to us by faith. And so we we need to understand that hearing him and building a life, a prophetic life, as we've been speaking about throughout season three, um, hearing God's voice and and, um, stewarding his voice and what he is saying to you. um, This is prophetic administration. God, I don't yet trust you. Please help my unbelief. God says to me, yet you don't trust me yet. Okay, God, please help my unbelief. Now that you've helped me to identify and to become aware of the fact that I may not fully yet trust you, help my unbelief, help my distrust, help my, um, my doubt, my fear, my worries, help me deliver me from fear, deliver me from these things that may be keeping me away from fully living in a life of faith in you. Um, Now I'm saying it and it sounds really simple, but living it out is a whole nother thing. That's why we are journeying through these principles to be able to learn how to live out our faith. And so, um, yeah, principle number three is what is a life of faith and how do I live it out? Principle number two was faith is all encompassing and we need to accurately, accurately find the state and measure of our faith. But not only that, role number one was the role of faith. Faith has a role. Faith, faith is important. Faith uh, does things for us, in us, through us. Um, and to us and so we need to be able to identify our faith and what that means for us now 
if you're a usual around here, then you know that we don't just listen in and have our edges snatched and keep it pushing. We do work around here. And so um, we have some a segment called the Recalibrate Challenge of the Week. And um, I share this at the end of every episode. And this is a small task, a very short task that shouldn't take you anything more than 15 minutes each week. But it is something that you can do to not only listen into what we are sharing in the podcast, but be able to grow and to begin a journey in your own life um, through what we have been able to share. And so I'm going to share with you this week's Recalibrate Challenge of the Week. You can feel free if you write it out or if you uh, if you learn something from it or if you do it out loud, you can record it, uh, write a, a, a testimonial on it, whatever you choose to do. But let us know that you're engaging in the challenge of the week this week. Um, so the Recalibrate Challenge of the Week for this week's episode is to ask yourself what is the state of my faith what does my faith look like does it look like a five-star um all-inclusive resort blue seas uh blue skies not a cloud in sight does it look like roses and unicorns um and a bed of fluff and clouds does it look like all of the things that I deem perfect is what I'm trying to say (laughs) um or does it look like the complete opposite does it look like the remains of war um and so and those may be very extreme drastic things but for example do I trust God the way I believe I do do I trust God the way they may think I do Do I trust God to do the impossible, to do hard things? Do I trust in God, even that he speaks to me, he has something to say to me? Do I trust him? What is the state of my faith? That is the question we're asking. And not only the question that we're asking out loud or to ourselves or to help to locate our faith within us, but also in prayer, praying like this, Father, help me to truly identify where my faith is and how I can live a functional life of faith. Um, that is a prayer point that I've prayed, that my community prays, that I believe I wanted to share with you, that that is your challenge this week. Pray and ask God where the state of your faith is, what it truly looks like. You for yourself, do some introspective work and look at what your faith looks like and how it needs to be developed or grown, if it's been damaged or injured. If it's something that you want to do in a journey of accountability with disciples or mentors or coaches or leaders or guides or pastors, whatever the case may be, um, locate where your faith is at. This is the beginning of of a new new era, a new dawn um, where we live out our faith, where our faith is displayed for those for the world to see and come to know the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, But yeah, that is this week's episode, guys. Um, I am full of zeal, passion, power um, for what I believe God is going to do through season four. Um, And so I'm excited. I'm excited. We are here visually on YouTube. We are audio. We are um, on audio podcast still every single week. Um, And also a quick plug. um, If you haven't already, we are coming to the uh, to the last we are in the last quarter of 2021. And we are going to begin planning for 2022. Now, if you haven't been around, if you haven't been around a long, long enough, sorry, in the Recalibrate um, community, then you wouldn't know that at the beginning of 2021, um, I hosted a podcast, a podcast masterclass two days um, 
where we spoke about how to plan holistically for your year. So it's not just uh, New Year's resolutions. We're talking growth plans, recovery plans, Bible study plans for the year, um, scriptures for the year, all of those all of those type of things. That masterclass is still available to purchase. The entire recordings, the workbook, the whole lot you will get um, on our website, www.recalibrateuk.com forward slash resources. And you can grab the entire package, the workbook and the videos from, um, from our website. And also if you are journeying out in your faith and you're beginning to grow in your faith and your understanding of your faith, we also held a masterclass in March. Now the replay isn't available because that was for a small community, a small number of or a few members of our community, but you can grab our 30 day devotional to get you started on some of the spiritual disciplines such as studying the Bible and prayer um, and things like that through the devotional it is 30 days it is called the more devotional more in God more in you and more for you to do in the world and so I believe that absolutely anyone and everyone who can and will will come to a place especially those who are hungry for God hungry for more out of him that devotional is for you it um uses a uh, hermeneutic style of uh, interpreting the scriptures it basically which basically just means that we look at who wrote what you're reading in the scripture the author the audience who was it being written to we look at historical context what was happening at the time that the scriptures those scriptures were written we look at biblical themes prophetic themes that you can draw out from the scriptures there is a written commentary devotional and there's also tasks for you to do at the end of the um of the devotional for each and every single day so for those of you who may be struggling to build a bible study plan for the year that 30-day devotional can really teach you how to study the scriptures um, for yourself and um, is a great way to start growing in your faith especially if you're struggling with accountability in keeping your devotion up and running the the more devotional is amazing for getting you started in the habit um, of studying the scriptures every single day to that depth um, that you can draw something out of and so make sure that you also head to www.recalibrateuk.com forward slash resources and you can grab absolutely everything you need there um, if you haven't yet joined the community www.recalibrateuk.com forward slash community literally all of the links will be down below um, but make sure that you plug into what we're doing so much is going to be coming even as season four the episodes are dropping there is going to be content on our youtube there is going to be content on our instagram there's going to be content in our facebook group there is so much content that we are pushing out um, this hiatus has not been um, just for my rest and recuperation but it has also been for rest recuperation and fresh vision um so yes get stuck in get plugged in in whichever way that you can um but above all i pray for god's peace god's blessings god's joy over you and for his very best to be on display for you in your life uh, today and always i absolutely adore you guys thank you so much for having me back I've got my groove back <laughs> um, and I absolutely love you um, and I can't wait to be with you soon peace and love <laughs>